so you were in South Africa. Come back with me one nine years, and uh, I was pure jammy, properly lucky. Got told to market off to South Africa for what, six weeks or so with work. I work in training, and we had some people out there that needed uh, to, to to get trained. Um, I'm like, yes, of course, I will do that. You want to do some reading on the place before you go, you know what I mean? I, I didn't really know what to expect. I wanted to kind of uh, have a look into it. So I got on the web, had a little kind of um, search around for info on the place that I was going to be, Cape Town and the surrounding kind of townships and whatnot. And this, this fucking figure kept coming up, man. This mythological, this little... Uh, the best way I can describe it is like a fucked up leprechaun sort of thing, right? <laughs> the tokolosh. And I was like, Ooh. oh, this is interesting. I know. Um, Wait, how did this, like... I mean, I studied abroad in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. You say this was coming up in your research, and I it never was. experienced um, this. What were you looking up? We, oh, and I had a quick look before before speaking to you right now, in fact. Um, kind of news sites, people reporting, having seen them, having killed them. Oh. Uh, it just it felt like a just an accepted part of daily life. You walk sure. past one of these mad fuckers on the way to work. No, the thing with the Tokolosh is, uh, comes and gets you under your bed, yeah? Mm. Reaches up under your bed, um, this little motherfucker, man. And if, if you should run afoul of him, then it's just bad luck and, and, and bad times for everyone. So the remedy is, if you don't, and this is, I give this to you, hopefully in the hope that you will, you know, never need to use it. But you put your bed up on bricks, on stilts, and that way the little shithead can't get you. Couldn't, I mean, does it have to be bricks? Like, can it not penetrate brick? Or Uncertain. is this just a bed think, frame of any kind? I think it's the height more than anything, because okay. he's a little guy, you know, and he's going to okay. want to come at you from under there. Yeah, he just, he's, right, not, so he's not a jumper. No, he, he really isn't. Um, okay. So, all right, fast forward back to me. I'm in Cape Town, and the, pretty much the second I land, straight out on the beers, right? Hitting it hard on the very first night. Which is how I found myself on my first real day working out there in front of a group of maybe 30, uh, 18 kind of young new employees, right? 18, 19 year old kids. I'm hungover to hell. I'm sweaty. I look like I'm jet lagged. You know what I mean? I'm this fucking mutant just stood in front of these kids. And I think, right, Muck, think what, what is some funny shit I can say oh, to no. get an oh, in? No. You know what I mean? And my mind first thing goes to, oh, the top and I just blurted out, sorry guys, didn't get much sleep. I think I saw a tokolosh in the hotel last night. Oh my God. Just. Oh no. I thought maybe that'd be funny. And it, I knew very quickly that I'd fucking <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Let me tell you. I mean, uh, there was some gasps. Um, a few oh, of the no. girls kind of covered their mouth and there was like animated chatter. What did he see? He saw the fucking tokolosh. What the shit? And I, I immediately dialed back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I really didn't. Ha, just kidding. Dickhead. Um... <laughs> And just kind of talk my way through it. But it, it had a lasting impact. Yeah, you know, in That's, South Africa, point. like, that was one of the things that was so incredible to me was, mm. you know, I mean, America's very superstitious. I'm not saying this okay. as like a, oh, their culture is so, like, sure. backwards no, no, I, or anything no, like no, that. Nor am I, absolutely not. But this, like, the stuff around um, things like the Tokolosh or, like... Mm -hmm. Uh, spirits and demons and witches and sure. stuff like that are so pervasive there. And I just remember one of my like strongest uh, weird, awkward moments was sitting uh, in a hostel in Cape Town and there were these girls um, and they were actually from the Soweto Township and they were mm -hmm. tennis players. I think they were twins. They were like 15, 16 years old. And uh, we were sitting and we were like watching MTV and Lady Gaga came on 
and they were like, oh, she's she's demonic. And I kind of laughed, like, thinking, oh, okay. like, oh, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? Uh, like... Have you seen her meat dress? Like, whatever. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, totally. And then I realized they were dead serious. Completely, like, they were like, yeah. no, she has a demon in her. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh. Clearly. Oh, okay. And then wow. it sort of, we started talking about, like, their own, like, area they'd come from and all this stuff. And, uh, we started talking about monkeys, which I don't know if you've had many conversations about monkeys with people in South Africa, but there's a lot of superstition attached to monkeys too. And they can be considered to be like, um, much like, like with the Takalash, people can consider it like a familiar to witches. Um, And monkeys sometimes are considered to be familiars to witches as well. And so they started talking about how there was like a witch in their township and like everybody knew because of like, this monkey that was hanging around and I was like wow. oh well well what did you do and they were like well you know we had to burn the house down it's like ju- sorry for one just what? straight burned <laughs> this person's house down okay that, that got intense quickly yeah right that just cranked right zero to t- zero tolerance and- approach Exactly. And listen, monkeys are dicks. I get it. But like that just seemed a little extreme to me. But they said this in the most deadpan way. Like monkeys are motherfuckers as well. I mean, uh, there's that lady who was famously had her fucking face eaten off by a chimp. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. She fucking shows up from time to time. Literally ate her fucking face right off her. So uh, do not fuck with the chimp. Yeah. Like honestly. I understand just the idea that they are some form of evil because we would. There, there was a sign <laughs> Plus on they our. They bring witches. Yeah, they bring witches. Obviously, there was a sign on our cafeteria door uh, at Nelson Mandela Metropolitan University that was like it literally said, "Keep closed on account of monkeys." And okay. I remember specifically, specifically monkeys. Specifically monkeys. <laughs> and one day we were just like sitting having our our food and some douchebag forgot to close the door and all of a sudden this monkey comes running in just grabs someone's lunch off the table and books it was just like haha suckers and was out was like somebody taps the sign (laughs) (laughs) what do we fucking tell you yeah so i get them being evil but all that to say yeah you gotta you can't just kind of toss that stuff out in conversation as i as i learned very quickly as i learned very very quickly um, (laughs) you must oh my god i can only imagine like probably the to this day, this, this fucking dickhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. To this day, those people probably talk about the guy who came in there. <laughs> Harbinger and of the Takalash. What was it you it's said? A, that you so you call it having seen the Takalash if you get too wasted. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> that became shorthand for the rest of that trip. You know what I mean? When when we would get messed up, ah, <laughs> you fucking saw the Takalash last night, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. Um, I think that might be my horror fetish, in fact. My favorite genre of horror movie is Boats. Oh, I found a feather in my garden today. Must have been an angel. I almost punched a little kid at Kamikaze who was dressed as a zombie because it scared the shit out of me. Corey, movies are too goddamn long, right? One hour and 28 minutes is a perfect movie. This is, this is it. This is for me now. I'm like, oh, this is, I'm, I'm fucking in. So, Mark, hi. Um, Hello. First episode Hello. of our, our podcast. Mm, I know. And I guess I would like to kick off by sincerely saying how uh, delighted I am to get it off the ground. There's nothing yeah. There's nothing more kind of uh, 
satisfying, I guess, and chatting shit about stuff you love, and I'm uh, grateful that you would invite me to do that. Thank you. Ah, uh, well, of course. Uh, I'm just glad that you said yes and not um, why. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this no, is good. exciting. <laughs> this is our our podcast, Jack of All Graves, and we're basically mm-hmm. kind of talking about all things that are creepy and bloody and gory yep. and spooky yep. and folklory. All of it, because I think I speak for both of us when I say in this world we live in now, we all need a little uh, escape. Um, And for some people, that's like a rom-com or a Disney movie or something. But we find our joy in the macabre. There's there's shit you just can't get from a rom com, you know what I mean? And yeah, you no. use the term horror. Horror is just such a wide spanning term. There's fucking everyone's scared of something different after all. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> horror has to push that button for everyone, and, and it does. There's so much of it. Uh, yeah. It's the shit. It is the absolute shit. And do you know what? Not just in films. I quite enjoy horror in music. I like music that makes me feel sick and terrified in <laughs> just in life generally. You know what I mean? I enjoy yeah. horrific situations and things, uh, grotesque accidents and mishaps and fucking tragedies. I, I, and I seek out those circumstances and get a lot of pleasure from them. So yes, uh, viva horror. I, I just hope you realize you made it sound like you're an actual serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's cool. Or if, if you get arrested someday, no one is going to be shocked. They'll be like, listen, this, literally. The to the, play, isn't it? Oh. Like, I seek out tragedy and blood in real life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, Great. I that, yeah. Who would have seen that coming? He was so hmm. quiet. He was such a, such a well-behaved, polite gentleman. Uh. <laughs> Nobody would have He really kept to himself. I don't, I don't know yeah, why. Honestly, he would just come and go. We would never know he was there. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, that, like you said, there's so many different kinds of horror things. Um, mm-hmm. And we, if you can tell by the accents, dear listener, uh, mm. come at these things from very different perspectives as, you know, yeah. a... Um, a black chick from Western Massachusetts in the United <laughs> States, uh, and a white dude from yeah, Wales and uh, white England? lad from Wales living in yeah. Oxfordshire. I, I, you know, I don't think if I really put effort and time into it, I could think of two more disparate fucking voices to <laughs> to share. But on, but but it's 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 the topic, isn't it? It's the the it fucking is. gigantic and. Uh, you know, satisfying topic of horror, which yeah. if yeah, you're not going to look hard to find it. It's fucking everywhere. You know? It so, is. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at the beginning of all of this pandemic stuff, mm. I, um, are we going to talk about it? We were going to go there. Are we gonna I go mean, there? you gotta, it's, it's mm-hmm. just our existence right now. But I, at the beginning of all of this, I put up mm-hmm. a poll on my Instagram uh, and it was like, I think I had turned on Netflix and you know how it has the like top 10 things Ba-ba. people are watching. Right. Yeah. yeah. And two of the movies on it were outbreak and contagion. <laughs> um, and then it was like, you know, something that was like really like frozen and, you know, something super Disney ish like that, like really just like upbeat. And I put on my, um, my Instagram, like, oh, there's, you know, two kinds of people, which one are you, um, you know, in a pandemic or in a crisis? Uh, and it was funny to see it was, I mean, it was a landslide. It was like 75% were like, give me the cartoons, give me the funny things, <laughs> yeah. give me the, yep. you know, whatever that kind of escapism. And I was fascinated by that because my first thing in a world gone mad is to absolutely go mm. straight to the horror. Uh, horror and news. I find I couldn't get enough news, just permanent Ugh. 
every <laughs> hour of the news cycle had to be plugged into fucking seeing what's going on. And that, really? that, you know, oh, absolutely. And for months on end, that will fuck with you after a while. You know? And when times is horrific, where else are you going to go? You're going to go to horror, aren't you? Yeah, there's a place for all of the like cutesy stuff and everything. I, I contain multitudes. I'm absolutely, you know, yeah, yeah. I love to watch stuff that... Um, is super cheesy and romantic. I love Hallmark oh, movies. Dad of two, I see a lot. I, I get a lot of Disney to balance it out to oh, all of the yeah, fucking absolutely. harsh shit I watch independently. I balance that out on a Saturday afternoon with the kids and get some fucking candy floss uh, <laughs> to balance out the, you know. Yeah, it's honestly probably good for your psyche to have kids yeah, who keep everything. you from like just absorbing mm. all of it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting to me to see that that's kind of the different reactions people have. Is, is it a... Uh, is horror a lifelong thing for you? Then were you are you uh, were you a horror fan even as a as a as a youngling? Oh no, yeah, no. Mm? Yeah, absolutely. I you know I kind of growing up. I grew up in front of a cemetery, um, oh. so literally it was like my house and the yard and then the fence behind it and there was a oh. cemetery right there, um, and so I think that kind of when you grow up with something like that and in an area like New England in the United States uh-huh. is a very like folklore heavy area. It's a very ghost story heavy area. You have lots of ghost tours. It's kind of what we consider to be the founding area of the United States. It's the oldest part mm-hmm. in terms of like white people being here. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of old houses. There's a lot of old cemeteries. The cemetery behind my house had, you know, graves from, the 16 1700s which is not old by uk standards but by america uh, the, standards the is the town that i'm from the town that i'm from tradiga in south wales just uh literally in, in the outskirts of the town up on a mountain is a is a cholera cemetery uh wow. there was a fucking horrific cholera outbreak and they segregated off the graves and it's just up there on a on a hillside quite a nuts place you, you weirdly now i think back you you get taken there on like school trips when you when you're kind of what? in yeah yeah really they would take you up the collar of graves wow <laughs> and and uh, you'd just take a look around do some grave rubbings and uh, and oh, wow. nick off wales uh, which is childhood in wales sounds like a gas you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another that's another yeah fucking i actually love grave really rubbing is. to be fair but that isn't mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a universally beloved no, field as a, trip as a, as a six-year-old i don't know it's a little much but mm. you know that's things i grew up in front of one so i did a lot of grave rubbings and like uh during a, a microburst, which is a like crazy thunderstorm, um, a tree next door fell over and it pulled up the fence to the graveyard. And that meant that that became our like shortcut to everything. Nice. So it was like my friend Kyle lived on the other side of the cemetery. So I just through the cemetery. go through the cemetery every day. Yeah. So I feel like that kind of kickstarted my being like a creepy, spooky kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, and that being a place with a lot of ghost stories and, and I had, you know, I was, I'm the fourth of five kids with three older brothers. So they were, um, that's really interesting. So am I, that's really interesting. So oh, really? I'm the youngest, I'm the youngest of four. Yes. I've got oh, three no, older can, brothers. Yeah. So. There's, oh, wow. That's a lot of boys. Like it all is. boys. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, but you know, you're always, so, you know, being like a younger brother, you're always trying mm-hmm. to kind of keep up with what your, your older brothers are doing. And, mm-hmm. uh, they liked to torment me quite a bit. Uh, and try mm. to scare me and all of that stuff. And they very early on were sort of showing me things that scared me. Or they yeah, would, yeah, sure. when I was a kid, uh, they would um play. They would want to. They would be like, "Let's go play flashlight tag in the cemetery, Corey." And I'd be like, "Yay!" They want to play with me, <laughs> and then they'd leave me. 
<laughs> so I would just Classic be... Classic Big Brother move. Yeah. I bet you kept falling for it. Yeah. Don't, don't leave me this time. Yeah, All like, right. I, no, 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 this time you're we're old. absolutely not going to do it. I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds <laughs> legit, Big Brothers. <laughs> guys, so... guys. <laughs> I'm just um, sitting there like, I am so good at hiding. I can't believe they haven't found me. Yeah, so I think that uh, kind of kicked the horror thing, why... The horror thing, I think, was, yeah. was given to me or... Uh, it's one of my brothers, my second oldest brother, Alan, he and I kind of discovered horror together. We would travel, get in the car and go long distances to go and see films. Because, um, you know, I'm old as shit. Uh, <laughs> but yes, again, and I'll talk more about that in, in, uh, in episodes to come as well. But yes, it's a lifelong thing for me as well. It really, like, the other thing about all of that is that my mom is a ginormous horror fan. Um, that must be so good. <laughs> it's I mean it's good in one sense it's a little uh jarring that literally every day she has her morning routine where she like goes out and she sits on the porch and then she comes inside with her like music playing and she does the dishes mm-hmm. and it's real yeah, you know, yeah, nice. nice and then she sits down in the living room and she watches horror movies so that I wake up and I just hear screaming <laughs> for, Screams like, the house down. yeah it's like oh yeah mom's up it's time for Time for the horror movies. Uh, I, I'm the only horror head in my household. Uh, my darling wife has nothing to do with it. And obviously my kids are nine and six. So I can't subject... Maybe a bit early. I think I've got another yeah. year or so. Perhaps, yeah. in fact, what's a good kind of starter, kind of gateway horror for Pete, who's nine? What, what's the harshest I could go with him, do you think, before upsetting the guy? <laughs> That's actually like a really thing, good maybe. question. Maybe go straight in with the thing. Yeah, well, I mean, because here's the thing is that, you know, you're a little older than I am, but we're both essentially mm-hmm. children of the 80s and parenting was a little different yeah, back then. Yeah, definitely, definitely, so definitely. So it's like my sense of like, what can you show a kid is yeah. so skewed because there wasn't mm. really like boundaries on what I was watching. So I was probably six or seven when I saw the thing, like, absolutely. But do I yeah, think parents right. now should or would Probably not unless the kid's like, I, I need to see that. You know? <laughs> like if they come home and they're like this, I've heard of this and I need to see it. Sure. But I would think like, uh, have you ever seen Monster House? I have seen Monster House. It, it's, it, it goes in, man. It's quite, it's quite intense. It's um, super intense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The boys love Monster House as well. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's just one of, of many uh, that I saw with, that, with my brother Alan, in fact. And yes, oh. it is intense. Uh, Steve Buscemi is fantastic in that film. Yeah. Oh He's my God, generally so fantastic great. anyway, isn't he? Well, obviously. That, that's mm. a surprising movie. And actually, um, you know, my husband's not into the uh, horror vibe at all or anything like that. But he'll get into Halloween with me, you know, just sure. like one day yeah. a year to get spooky. Um, and what we would do at our old place is that um, he's an AV guy. So he has tons of like tech stuff all around. Uh, and he would yeah. put up a projector um, in our super long driveway and project like we'd watch hocus pocus monster house like just kind of things that are like scary but kid friendly ish yeah yeah exactly so trick-or-treaters would come down and those man bang beetlejuice on that that's gateway as shit proper scary but real 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 oh my god mark when i was like i guess let's see it came out like 89 is that about right 89 so i must have been four or five uh it was on vhs i guess so i was probably five i got chicken pox uh and i was home from school for like a couple like i had it really bad i was home for like a week or two with chicken pox um and i watched beetlejuice every single day <laughs> every day and like Could my you recite the whole thing to me oh to this day i can recite mm. it you know back to that front. fake out with the house at the beginning oh man God, with the credits so 
Very oh, it's cool. so good. And that Danny Elfman score, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother had a friend, I think her name was Kate, um, but that did not matter to me because what mattered was she looked <laughs> so much like Lydia Dietz that I called her the Shake Sonora girl. And so every time, like, you know, I think my brother was dating her, I'd be like, is the Shake Sonora girl coming over? Because I just like, I was like, oh, was she's so pretty Michael and Keaton so as well, cool. Would you say, do you think, do you think Beetlejuice oh was peak Keaton? I mean, is he ever more Keaton than he is in Beetlejuice? He's Keaton as shit in that film. And that's the funny thing about Michael Keaton is that I feel like for some reason, somewhere along the lines, I began thinking of him as like a, a serious actor or like, even maybe it's Batman, oh, which yeah. is not serious, yeah, yeah. but it's he's heartthrobby in a way in that. Mm. And then when you really look back, it's like it's Beetlejuice and it's stuff like that that is like really... I'm a colossal fan of the guy. You know what I mean? Just by yeah. simply by being in a, a movie, simply by showing up on screen, he elevates the fucking the class Absolutely. of that film a few Absolutely. notches. He's uh, he's he's and he's he's a cool person stuff. who doesn't seem to take himself seriously, which mm. lends for him being great when a role is serious and great when a role yep. is funny and just like just doing whatever and having no boundaries and. Mm. I think that's part of what's so great about Beetlejuice is like that's just an unhinged role, <laughs> and really this is, is a guy who he commits. He, he completely yeah. fucking commits to it. Like, <laughs> chew on a dog. What a yeah, like, sure, fine. <laughs> you know, like yeah, this is <laughs> there's nothing more iconic to me than the nice fucking model moment <laughs> in that. Like, then, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's just so great. And, and yeah, I was watching that at a very early age. It's perhaps inappropriate, but. Mm. Uh, yeah it's uh it's just mind-blowing it, it it isn't inappropriate to show to kids because there's nothing in it that they can relate to their everyday life everything they see in that fucking film is from another fucking dimension you're not going to go home and you know finish the film and ride on a sandworm are you there's nothing that you can it, it, i was ter- sandworms were my most consistent nightmare as a child i was obsessed <laughs> it was the sandworms stay away from dune then i think the dune trailer oh. is landing at any point this week so i know right yeah it's give that a white birth <laughs> yeah dune was a, a, a the constant worms. one in our in our house <laughs> and it was it was an issue but it's like the the sandworms and the and backdrafts from backdraft <laughs> those okay, were like yeah. my oh, really? two okay. when i would come home from school i would <laughs> i would like the door seriously, gingerly. i would feel the with the back of my hand feel the door cuz i was like backdrafts. oh I need, it's going to be a backdraft I, I just know that's how i go like impressionable as hell but i always feel like you know this is the thing is that some kids like being scared and yeah. some don't, you know, some that's like an absolutely traumatic thing. Well, you know? my, my approach to it is right. If, if, if you can demonstrate to that kid that there's no inherent power in a film, just like there's not in the Tokolosh because it doesn't exist, just right. like there's not in witches because they don't exist. If you can just get over the fact to the kid that there's no inherent power in that film and it's just a piece of art, like a drawing or a book or a song and people made it and it's amazing. Look at it. If you cover it from that angle and get them to see the craftsmanship that goes into to, uh, a movie, particularly with lots of mechanical effects and some guy off camera squirting some fucking blood, you know, yeah. uh, it becomes something really fun and something that, that you can yeah. really kind of engage with rather than, oh, mustn't look. Um, <laughs> now, of course, but, I love this, but it also presupposes that the parent themselves has this kind of view mm. of, you know, whatever is being watched because... Like you said, I don't, you know, know a ton about UK culture and whatnot. I've 
spent my fair amount of time in Belfast and that's about it. But uh, but just to say, right. I know here, you know, people are very religious. They're very uh, superstitious, all of this kind of stuff. Mm. And so there is a degree to which I think, you know, I, like I went to a Christian university. Most of the people that I know there would not have been allowed to read Harry Potter, let alone mm. watch wow, any really? of these kinds of movies, wow, really? you know, because they thought it like parents legitimately thought it had power and that you were calling sure. forth there you this go. Case kind in of point. stuff case in point yeah exactly and so it was really like you can't read this you can't watch this stuff because you are calling forth powers yeah, yeah. and you don't even know what you're summoning it's the same thing when people are like using like ouija boards perfectly mm -hmm. reasonable rational people will well, not uh, use a ouija board <laughs> it's a game by you're parker right, brothers right. It's, it's it's like a taboo isn't it it's this, yeah. it's this fucking uncrossable line in a lot of people yeah my uh, go, again going back to trigger back to my hometown there's a very uh lively spiritualist scene okay sure. so uh you know a few hundred people will go to a bingo hall spiritualist will come out and try and fucking you know cold read you know what yeah. i mean mm -hmm. uh, but again people believe it they turn up expecting or uh, and predisposed to believe in what they're about to see uh they get the flimsiest of fucking uh you know triggers from this girl and bang this this straight and believe in it yeah. And this is one of the things, you know, we've been kind of talking about is just like, like, why, why do we buy into this kind of stuff? And is that important in watching things? And this desire you're kind of hinting at here, I think is so key when it comes to stuff like that, like the really, mm. the paranormal stuff. And, and to be clear, I don't think either of us have the intention of trying to be like everyone who believes whatever are a bunch of idiots. Nah, certainly not. Certainly. Um, I mean, you know, you know, for well, one of my... Core values is believe what the shit you like. Everybody, please just believe what you want. Yeah. I don't care. I, and yeah. I'll do the same. Yeah, just uh, be excellent to each other. And that's fine. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is one of those things where um, I feel like I've spent a lot of time examining why I mm. have believed things or believe things in my life um, and can usually find... You know, and this will keep coming up. I'm an anxious, anxious soul. <laughs> so I can usually find the anxiety at the root. I get it, man. I can, there's a lot things, to be anxious you know? about. I completely yeah. get it. And so I'm usually like, I can kind of pinpoint like, why, why did I want to believe in that thing? You know, and when it comes to those spiritualists, and this is why I don't necessarily fault the people who, who fall for it or who get something from it, but the people who are doing it know that they're telling a lie here. Um, and the people who are receiving it, they need something. They desire something, you know? So mm. it's it's an element of, like, you get why. Does, yeah, is there some consent in there, maybe? Is it, is yeah. it just suspension of disbelief by the entire room? Is that what it is? I don't know. Right. But if everyone <laughs> gets something out of it, then fuck it. Yeah, where's the harm? Where's yeah. the harm? I watch a lot of, uh. um, of Josh Gates, uh, who's a travel channel host, or a, not okay. travel channel, discovery channel host. Okay. Uh, and it's funny because even he is like, he'll talk about generally being a skeptic and, you know, because of his job being in the discovery networks and whatnot, that means that, you know, he's hosting things where he's talking to psychic mediums and things like that. Um, and you can kind of, I feel like you can always a little bit see at the back of his, you know, eyes like this is, <laughs> this is BS. And he'll say, you yeah. know, he's pretty skeptical about things. But even he has, like, at one point, I think it's Chip Coffee was uh, one of the guys that came on to his show. And he was talking about how, like, Chip Coffee had managed to, like, maybe contact someone in his family or something like that. So it really, it isn't about rationality or things like that so much. It's kind of no. what we need, what we desire. And, and there, is, there is a bit of me that's uh, from time to time, envies those who genuinely right. do have faith, who genuinely 
uh, think that this is this is a transitionary phase and that there's something afterwards. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, if you generally believe that, it must be quite pleasant, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Like. But I mean, yeah, and I've I've been in a place of belief in that kind of thing mm. before, so you know, I get it. But that also just kind of made me more nervous about things. So really. It depends on your personality, whether that's a comfort or not. Um, But I think, you know, because for me, I do come from a place where at least at one point there was this element of belief and all of this kind of stuff, you know, Mm. it it shapes the kind of horror that I like to watch and that I like to read and that I like to interact with. So like a lot of the stuff that I want to um, engage with is like ghosts. You know, mm. I'm super into ghosty things. I love a haunted house. Um, I love, you know, anything like <laughs> I think haunted, you have a haunted boat, I believe, don't you? Yes, you a haunted boat. A spooky I am boat. <laughs> very into spooky boats. Spooky. <laughs> Which, some fucking marooned spooky ass boat with yeah. fog and mist and because some shit going on on that boat. This is, it's my firm belief that it yeah. doesn't matter if it's actually a horror movie or not, anything on a boat is scary. Because <laughs> you're trapped in it's, boats, yeah, like you, there's it. just you're not going anywhere. Yeah, you uh, you are at the mercy of everything. So all boat things are inherently horror movies to me, whether they intend to be or not. If they actually are horror movies, even better. So mm-hmm. yeah, Ghost Ship below. Uh, what's my Australian one that I like? Um, dead calm. Dead calm. Yes, exactly. All of that kind of now, stuff. Is that? I call it boat call, man. What, what you're describing there is yeah. boat call horror. Is Dead Calm over Billy Zane fucking uh, cutting about the place with a harpoon? Yeah. Is that Dead Calm? Yeah, that's Dead um, Calm. I saw some poor boat call actually quite recently, uh, a movie called uh. Harpoon. Right, do you know what? As, as I've grown, I've realised that I, I don't, I'm not going to trash films anymore, right? Nobody sets okay. out to make a shit film, so... I, I like that, myself. yeah. I'm not going to rail on Harpoon, I guess... Yeah, I'll fucking leave it there, but don't watch it, man. It <laughs> yeah, it's not not gonna yeah, time. not gonna tear it to shreds, but just you don't God need to, to watch it. Which is disappointing to me. And realistically, I am going to ignore you and watch it eventually because it does yeah, not yeah. matter if it's good or bad. Wow. If it's boats, I am going to watch it. It's like This is all about different perspectives. If you love yeah. it, then that's even better. We'll come and talk about Harpoon. And it's I think of disappointing yeah, boat okay. call, right? Uh thirteenth <laughs> part eight, there you go. Jason takes Manhattan. Talk about disappointing boat call. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to see Jason fucking uh, with his machete cutting shit up in New York? Everyone would. What a fucking who, who didn't love that? Uh, but they just completely whiffed on it, man, and, and put him on a small boat for forty-five minutes in the middle of the film, <laughs> not taking Manhattan. Uh, it's just, I, think, I feel like the issue here is more false advertising than the actual premise yes. of, of him being on a boat. But yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I understand your frustration. But I don't know. It's just that's my like anything ghosty, especially on a boat is okay. very much my thing and it totally comes from like i said growing up in front of a cemetery and like i loved ghost stories from you know the area i was from and things like that the things that are handed down right the stuff that you go like i'd go to girl yeah. scout camp and we'd tell Certainly. stories and you know my thing's monsters my my, my one horror thing that is guaranteed to get yes. me fucking i'm bought in is a good monster what about bad monsters because those are a favorite of mine like Example. Uh, sci-fi channel, Piranaconda. Okay. You know. Well, no, somebody sat down and made those piranhas. Yeah. Somebody fucking bothered to make them. Yeah, good but ideally, a, a hand-built, uh, you know, rubber creation bursting out of something, biting someone. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
give me a fuck. At some point, your movie is going to have to show me a monster and it's going to have to be great. What do you think was like, where, what was the monster movie that popped your cherry? What was the one that made that your thing? Um, definitely. Well, you, you, you've already said it. Definitely the thing. Well, yeah. definitely. How could it not be? How could it not Obviously. be? Recently, uh, The Void. I don't know if you've seen The Void. No. Uh, it's a really, really, like a cosmic fucking horror, man, that talks of uh, maybe a bit Lovecrafty, other dimensions and shit like that. And that's got some quality latex fucking monstrosities from Cronenberg's in there, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I honestly, monster movies. yeah, I think, you know, and you've, you've said before, and we will talk about a lot more, um, that kind mm. of the craft of horror is one of the things that really gets you, you going. Yes, and I does. do think that like, when it comes down to what I want to see and stuff, and if it's actually going to sort of scare me and stand the test mm. of time, that is really mm. kind of what I want. My mom yesterday got me to watch this movie, Orca, um, and Same. she hadn't seen it like since it came out. It's from like the seventies or eighties. It's got Bo Derek in it. It's yeah. got a cool. ten, s- huh? Yes, <laughs> that's the only thing anyone knows <laughs> Bo Derek from. Um, and it has like a middle-aged Richard Harris in it, so it's pretty old. Um, and I guess the way my mom remembered it was kind of like a Jaws type movie. Okay. So like, oh, sweet, but with a, but with Jaws, a but with a whale. Sweet. I'm so on board. It was not at all. It was like <laughs> this this orca Lies. had like basically like the this fisherman had like killed an orca and these this morning orca comes and like seeks revenge on everyone. So it's kind of a horror movie, but it's just extremely sad and the like score is super sad. But okay. all that to say, the orcas look really real, which is part also of why it was really sad. Um but okay. this my mom was looking up stuff about the making of it as we watched it and and she was talking about like like these are all, you know, they're practical. It's like rubber and foam and all this stuff, but they look <laughs> like orcas. And my brain was like trying to wrap my head around the fact that like these are not real whales. Stop being Whereas as sad as you CG, are right now. <laughs> a CG orca might yeah. not have looked as good, you know. Yeah. Somebody built that orca and they fucking made right. sure that it looked real as shit and got you. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think, you know, that's why monster movies tend to be some of the better horror, I think, too, is that a lot of times, mm. you know, if they have the budget for it or even if they don't like if you have a shoestring budget but a really good you know effects person that's kind of what what makes for a good movie all too many you know movies with creatures in them descend into just two cgi models fighting one another Mm -hmm. at the end you know what i mean you could reel them off just 10 off the top of your head where you end up with just two fucking bunches of polygons going at (laughs) that's bullshit um but, you know, a miniature or a matte painting or a fucking model is good shit. I don't know. What, what, how do you describe it? It's tangible, I guess. That's, yeah. That's the quality that uh, physical props give out. They're tangible. You yeah. can fucking sense that they've got mass to them. Yeah. Maybe. I've always kind of thought of it as well. I think that's a good thought behind it. Like, it has mass. It's kind of like when um, when someone's holding a coffee cup in a movie and there's <laughs> nothing in it. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. That, like, CGI <laughs> is the empty coffee cup. And yeah. the practical stuff is like a, a nice full one. Um, and I always kind of feel like I can imagine the thing being real. You know, sure. if if uh, if you have good enough sort of practical effects like Star Wars, which is not like my th- I'm not a Star Wars person. But mm. if you're watching Star Wars, like I love the Mandalorian and yeah, I yeah. believe like every yeah. every single one of the creatures in the Mandalorian, as far as I know, exists. 
because it's just mm. like I, I, I mean, can see, see it. I can also touch that. CG blood. That's something that you know. Ever since Blade, you know, which I think mm. was the first movie I can remember using CG blood everywhere. They've yeah. never quite got it right. It doesn't no. splash properly. Mm. It doesn't look wet. I guess mm. is that the you know? Yeah. Give me a good wet fucking horror film. Red every fucking way. Yeah. Um, that's 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 what does it for me. Again, I think of like what are those those roots and the origins of all of that stuff because you know. In terms of my origin story of growing up in front of the cemetery mm. and the area and all that kind of stuff, like that all makes sense for, you know, the spooky stuff. But when it comes down to kind of what got me going on the films themselves and stuff like that, like yeah, yeah. my my earliest horror movie memory is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh. And that is... Uh, Belsa. I've, I've seen that quite recently, actually. I've seen it quite recently, and it, it, it is still creepy as shit. It's still um, so scary. and yeah, it is, it is. I, it's one I have to kind of return to ever since, like, I think they brought it to Netflix, like, five or six years ago, mm-hmm. and I watch it fairly regularly. I it's, The clowns are silent, you know yeah. what I mean? And the slurp as they fucking <laughs> slurp you out of the candy floss. <laughs> Disgusting shit. Okay, all really right, is. let me ask you this. Scariest movie clown. Is it one of the killer clowns? Maybe the big one from killer clowns. Is it uh, it? Yeah, is it art? Who's who some of your favorite fucking? Who's who's Ooh. who's the best horror clown? Those are those are three John very Wayne good Gacy. ones. John Wayne Gacy. You know, honestly, I don't think John Wayne Gacy. I would Hold count on. as like movie clown because it's like when I think of like movie clowns, terrifying movie clowns. There's something mm. that is heightened about that, like. The thing about Pennywise or the thing about um, the killer clowns from outer space is that you're looking at something that should be innocuous, you know, Mm. that for generations was innocuous. People weren't afraid of clowns until, you know, basically it. That wasn't a common phobia. Yeah, it didn't Um, help the image of clowns, did it? It did no favors for the fucking public persona of the clown. Yeah, and then you had this, like, pop culture phenomenon that, completely mm. shifted people's perspective to the point well, where... Did I dream this up? Or was there like a, a six-month period where just fucking dickheads were dressing as clowns yeah. and posing on street corners with knives and balloons and shit? Yup. That, that took place. That, yeah, that was a thing. actually happened like three yeah. years ago, something like that. Or yeah, for months. It was like people were literally just... All they had to Juggalos do was stand there with knives. On street corners. Yeah, yeah. Dressed as clowns. And it like... There's something about the... That permanent expression on their face and that like and the quieter the clown the better so that's Mm. why you know um why killer clowns work so well why terrifier works so well like just (laughs) these these pasted on expressions for a while it felt that there were no decent new fucking horror icons you know apart from the the holy fail jason freddy pinhead fucking Mm -hmm. leatherface blah 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 it seems like it went a long time with no uh, immediately recognizable yeah. slasher icons. And yeah. it, it, it took Terrifier just a few moments of having art on screen before. Yep, yeah. Iconic as fuck. Very cool. Yeah. And then, of course, Absolutely. the film delivered something so brutal and innovative <laughs> in its fucking... In its splatter. You know, yeah. What a, an absolute masterpiece of a film. Yeah, it is. It does everything that kind of you want out of mm. a slasher film it does it delivers is what it does yeah and so i don't know i think with <laughs> with clowns there's like you know a, a gacy clown is not quite the same thing as your no no 
it adds to what is terrifying about a guy who's going to birthday parties and whatnot and everything and then uh, murdering. Well, if it's if it's movie clones we're talking about, then art absolutely gets my vote. And if you haven't seen been, Terrifier, been... you have to watch oh, it because it's just... Really? Yeah, <laughs> it's bloody You're and You'll crazy. You'll absolutely shit yourself. It's brilliant. Yeah, um, and it's on Netflix. So I think everybody, everyone who likes horror at least has had it in their queue. Uh, and just maybe hasn't gotten around to it. That was me. Um, just need that nudge. Yeah. Watch the movie. You you won't regret yeah. it. And then you'll completely understand what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Killer Clowns was like my sort of real, like, you know, my brothers were like, let's scare her. Let's make her watch Killer that Clowns. That was like your, your first time to be terrified, was it? That was yeah. your first time to... That I remember, you know, I'm sure they probably mm. had other things that they scared me with, but I remember distinctly watching that. Mm. And what's funny is, uh, have you ever seen <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid? Uh, I have not seen Ernest Scared it is... Stupid or any of the other Ernests, in fact. <laughs> oh, you have to, Ernest Scared Stupid is an absolute okay. delight. I think it's actually the same people who made the like creatures in it. They're trolls in it. And it's okay. like almost exactly the same story as Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> um, and so I was terrified of Killer nice. Clowns from Outer Space. And then Ernest Scared Stupid came out uh, while I was visiting my grandma in New Jersey. And I could not get enough of it and it was like this something clicked yeah, yeah. you know where this thing that yep. terrified me this killer clown from outer clown space core. <laughs> you, clown core. <laughs> it just it clicked and it became like now yeah. all i want is to watch things I think the clown like thing that. might be another example of uh a kind of a cultural agreement for everybody to be scared of a certain thing yeah Clowns were you know just like zombies were for a few years for exactly. all of a sudden there was some sort of internet fucking punchline and i think the same thing was true of clowns for that that period yeah you no, know I people were like true. oh clowns when what the fuck are you on about if you believe in something it has power over you once again that's, that's the theme exactly. of this first episode i think yeah <laughs> if you believe it has power i just mean don't believe in anything man and you'll be cool yeah, that's labyrinth right that's how she mm. you know at the end of it she's like you have no power over me and all of a sudden it's nightmare on elm street mate it's one of the last nightmare things on nancy street. says to freddie at the end of elm street ah, yeah exactly I mean, that didn't work there were another fucking eight million films well that, yeah so it didn't really do much good it, it was it was okay for in that one but <laughs> i'm not going to talk about elm street uh, on this first episode either i, I insist we you... devote an episode to elm street a little bit further down the line right naturally uh, maybe that we'll themed sense. episodes maybe you could yeah. pick something you want to base an episode around and i'll do the same yeah we will definitely i mean i'm sure we'll re revisit elm street a lot but i will offer you the opportunity to really go in on elm street on this oh, i'll make a powerpoint mate i i, I shit you <laughs> not i'll sit down and put some fucking slides together for, <laughs> for y'all <laughs> i'm on board with this there's nothing i like yeah, yeah, more yeah. than a powerpoint uh <laughs> my friends and i for my friend's Ooh. birthday last year literally had a powerpoint party so yeah, i saw some pics of that That's hilarious. <laughs> what do you, do you each turn up with a short presentation on something you enjoy it's like yeah Beautiful. you have three minutes what could be more to... wholesome very wholesome very wholesome yeah but <laughs> except the thing is that if you you have three minutes to do it if you go over that time then you have to every like 30 seconds over you go you have to take a shot uh oh, and it people get get very very drunk um but it's it's a good time nonetheless so i'm for that we will absolutely good. go deep dive on elm street which is a thing i think most horror fans probably love 
Um, yeah, it's it's a tough one because a lot has been written about Elm Street over oh, the sure. years. It's hard to have a fucking good. It's hard to have a, you know a fresh take, I guess. Yeah, but, and listen, uh, we're not you know we're not claiming to be doing anything completely groundbreaking fuck. here, except to talk about just not like how great all of this mm-hmm. is and how much we love like it. Like I said, like I said at the start, there's nothing more engaging than watching someone talk animatedly and passionately about shit they really enjoy. You know, so. <laughs> Let's just do that for a little bit. We welcome fucking people reaching out as well. We've got a Twitter set up. If you if you see uh, if you if you've ever seen the fucking Togolosh, reach out. Right. If you've fallen afoul of the fucking Cape Town fucking gremlin, hit us up. <laughs> I was trying very hard not to like laugh or anything as you were saying that because I did not want the screen to switch. I'm like, oh, this is absolutely becoming a clip. So. <laughs> Like I Keep need this to be his full son face. of a bitch. He is out there somewhere. He will <laughs> goddamn Takalash. Get that bed up on those blocks. I did look up some stuff about it after we were talking about it, and after like last mm. podcast on the left had talked about it this past week, uh, but in like a very weird way. I was like, that is oh, really? not what the did they story. Have to say? What was the, it was have like they met the guy. <laughs> It's just uh, that they had heard... get him on, man. Let's fucking sit the guy <laughs> like, down and talk. They're to having him. him on next so, week, so yeah. Okay. Um... We need to get him on. We need to get this guy to talk. What the fuck <laughs> is up with that, Mister Tokolosh? Get the fuck out from under all of those beds, you rotter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their their story was very like uh, the Tokolosh was like very rapey in their story, and I was like, oh, oh no, <laughs> oh, this sake. is this is even worse uh, somehow. Um, okay, thank you very much for coming on. But it also, did you, do you remember that story? Um, and it had to be like, I don't know, it was probably like 10 years ago now, but when people in like some neighborhood were seeing a leprechaun and then like some kid drew like a picture of it and it was like, just, I do like, not. just like this very childish drawing of like a little like figure in a hat. Um, you'll have to look it up after because it is, it's so funny. Um, but it was. On reflection, man, this, this, this idea of shared, uh, kind of agreement to be. Yeah you know bought in or deceived or scared by something yeah the mothman jersey devil carny fucking tricks like hypnosis and cold reading is that what that is as well is it just a mutual unspoken agreement between i always wonder that you know especially because what our county fair in Mm. um orange county where i lived for some 14 years before coming here um Mm. they would have this hypnotist uh who would do his his thing and I have always kind of wondered, I could just Google it, I'm sure, and understand it, but just from like a purely watching it perspective, because there are people they call, right? Like they'll bring 20 folks up there and like five of them they determine are susceptible enough to actually do whatever it is that they need them to do. And then these people are in. And maybe that says something about like all of these sort of shared things yeah. that seeing the leprechauns and these other cryptids and things like that maybe it is coming from a similar place of just like i agree to buy into this and therefore like we've been saying it has power it does you don't have to maybe consciously make the choice right. to be affected by it exactly uh, the suspension of disbelief setup that's the most succinctly i can put it i don't know yeah and coming from the background of going to an evangelical university and things like that mm. you absolutely i mean you use that term evangelical university what does that mean in practice what how would you how would that uh, manifest <laughs> manifest uh so i guess you're lucky enough to not be super familiar with american evangelicalism Nuh-uh. it's um the fundamentalist christian belief that uh 
is sort of at the center of what like Republicans believe and whatnot since the the sixties ish. Mm. Um, so it's mm. like a very uh, literalist Bible interpretation. Um, a you know uh, six day seven day creation story. Uh, there's no evolution. Uh, anti-abortion. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, very just kind of like all the sort of fundamentalist things that you think of when it comes to like really strict Christianity. That's mm-hmm. what evangelicals are. And it like makes up various denominations. So the school that I went to, the denomination was called Amer- uh, Assemblies of God. But there's other ones like Foursquare and, you know, all these mm-hmm. different groups that fall under the category of evangelical Christianity. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's kind of been the controlling factor of like, if you're asking why people will vote for folks like Trump and whatnot, it comes from this legacy of like, sure? there's one issue. It's the same thing, isn't it? Of you course. know, yeah. Make America Christian, essentially, and make sure that there's mm. no abortion in it. So that's, that's kind of the background come, come from is, you know, a college that was a fundamentalist Christian okay. college, if you want to, you know, hear people wouldn't necessarily use that term because it sounds negative and nobody wants it to sound negative, but it is what it is. So maybe it's, it's a future episode all of all of its own, but yeah, I'm right. fascinated to know how you get from there to here. Yeah, for sure. What that uh what the interim looks like. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's quite a it's quite I a dare journey. say most people don't. I dare say I dare say that that's how they breed. Yeah. You know, that's how they fucking how the idea propagates and how Right. And the idea is you kind of you want to keep that insularity, which is why Christian universities and things like that exist, so that people mm. don't start, you know, moving out of it. And since twenty sixteen, yeah, yeah. actually evangelicalism is shrinking and shrinking because the younger people are looking at it and going, How what? This doesn't our political mm. stuff being so wrapped up in these beliefs doesn't make sense. But all that to say, uh, in these groups I've seen a lot of that group, um, I don't know if hysteria is the right word, but kind of groups buying <laughs> the, in to... The best The best term I can think of is suspension of disbelief. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and when, to see you know, like large groups of people kind yeah, yeah. of, and, and like speaking in tongues is a thing in the denomination that oh, I come of from. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. And, and you have to do it as part of the thing. It's like you're not saved unless you've spoken in tongues <laughs> in the Assembly of God <laughs> denomination. Uh, which leads, of course. Yeah, we, it leads to... It is to, easy to mock, man. It is easy to watch those videos on YouTube of people right. speaking in tongues and go, ha, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. But... But it's it's know, a thing. And it led to... I mean, yeah, we would yeah, joke yeah. about it within the denomination. Like, the way to pretend to speak in tongues is to say things like, Barahunda, shoulda barahunda. Totally sounds like you're speaking in, in tongues, but you're just talking about mm. automobiles. <laughs> but, you know, you I'm, see that I'm a, stuff. I'm a big fan in music history of the uh, the trial of uh, Judas Priest, the band Judas Priest, mm-hmm. who got accused of having satanic messages in the, in the vinyl <sighs> when you play it backwards. Fucking beautiful. The satanic um, panic. Mark, do you know much about that? Uh, yeah, I know, I know the term. I know the term. Like uh, the, But the actual event in American history? Talk to me. <laughs> this is... It's fascinating. Um, and there's actually a great podcast series on it. I'll have to get back to you on what it is. And when we post this, I'll link to this podcast um but essentially satan is certainly a future episode as well right satan i have yeah i have many many thoughts on on both the the, the being and the idea so do i um but the gist of the satanic panic was this time in the 1980s in america where Mm. um 
these largely, you know, if you get down to the root of the people who were at the beginning of this, uh, these people who probably had schizophrenia and whatnot uh-huh. got it into their heads uh, that these kids um, in daycares were being basically like abused by Satanists and potentially and this used for rituals. This is the 80s. Um, okay, okay. And then it became this huge spiraling thing where like all these like people who were running daycares and whatnot were getting um like arrested and charged with these heinous crimes against children uh which crimes what were they being charged with like sexual abuse and like ritual uh like ritual violence and things like that against these children um Mm. none of this happened but it bled into culture in general this idea that um like there was this growing satanist movement in america that was performing all of these these satanic rituals and thus the music was really targeted um and like became like we had uh in the 80s and 90s these um, hearings in congress about the content of uh, music and a lot of this was like is it satanic are they promoting satanism and causing children to go out and like commit murder uh and people like twisted sister were kind of at the center of this and like (laughs) d snyder's like dude i'm a christian what are you talking about um and you know i'm sure i'm remembering the right twisted sister these guys look like the least threatening bunch of fucking lads got like you know big uh, glam black hair, hair. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. you fucking know neon and shit yeah absolutely um, big eyeliner like you know certainly not yeah they're uh, if they if they're telling me to to worship satan <laughs> i'm gonna <not laughs> right. do that Thanks, yeah lads. and uh, you know all of this stuff became like just an incredible thing that actually like ruined lives here Mm. as a result and shaped a lot of political conversations and then of course you've got the black metal fucking satan wars you know you've got count grishnak and burzum and so on yeah uh, which which is i don't know i i i mean they they were kind of what like those norwegian black metal dudes were what people thought was happening in mm. America, that wasn't right because those guys. Lords actually of Chaos, were... I believe, is the, yeah, is the name of the movie. Chaos. It's got yeah. Kieran Culkin in it, mm-hmm. and it's really fucking strong, man. Yeah, there's there's a stabbing towards the end of that film, which is one of the best stabbings I've ever seen it's depicted a... on film. It's a fucking yeah. amazing. Stabbing. I definitely had to close. Great my film. Eyes. <laughs> it was great film. So so vicious. Um, and like Harpoon, which you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not dragging on films <laughs> anymore, but Harpoon is not. <laughs> Oof. Uh, he's not going to drag it, but he wants to. You don't God know how damn. much restraint is being displayed right uh, if, now. If you um, cast just three people in your film, at least make them likable people. <laughs> you know, make them fucking. But I'm not dragging films. I'm not dragging films. Because no one sets out to make a bad film. Yeah. No one sets out to make no, a bad film. That's a, that's a very... I like that as a mantra and a thing to remember. I mean, I was a film major in undergrad, so... Oh really? No, do you was... do you have any anything I could see? Do you have any early works that I could take a look at? You know, actually, most of the stuff that I I worked on, I was um, like things like script supervisor or yeah, you yeah. know stuff like that. So I can I can show you my reel sometime that I had to make when I was a film PhD student. Nice. <laughs> For some reason, I did a little bit of acting. Actually, I've, I've got a few. A few, a few um, oh, I want to see that uh, little bits and bobs. Uh, acting, an educational film about the perils of uh, drugs, drug taking. Stop uh, it. Got shown. For real, for real. They got shown around schools for a few years. Oh, um, oh listeners, this is weird. <laughs> no matter what he says, that's somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. going to end up a thing that you see. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got the VHS, but we don't have a player anymore, so it'll 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 mean me having to. Go and they to don't even make those anymore. No. Ah, yeah, yeah. I think you can still if like people ask for it. I'll go yeah. and get it. Put yeah. To... <laughs> I'm asking for it, and I think it's important. Uh, yeah, no, there's that's funny. We both have those those things in the background, but it's true. You know, you do your best, and you want to make mm. something good. And, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, there's there's. Even the fucking smallest film has millions of dollars spent on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Surely you're not going to get, uh, you know, um, funding and, and green lights everywhere for a film if it's a piece of shit. Somebody right. at some point is going to have believed in every film. Right. Otherwise it wouldn't get made. Yeah. So, well, I guess maybe with the exception of like the asylum stuff that they put on Sci-Fi Channel. Mm. Well, um, yeah. But but that's part of the charm of it, though. Like, I love those movies and they're terrible. Uh but they have put a charm into being like, it doesn't matter that this is probably not going to be good. Although oh, I yeah. will say they went too far with the Sharknado ones. Because um, <laughs> it was like they realized, like, they became aware of making an intentionally mm. bad movie. And you know what? Maybe that is it. Because even with those other there's Asylum movies... There's always been filler, hasn't there? Yeah. There's always been filler. Yeah. Like you say, you're a child of the 80s like me. There's always been stuff like Kindred... And yeah. fucking robot jocks, you know, yeah. VHS shit that you'd find on the shelf of your of your video shop, totally. and you'd watch it a bit. There's always been filler, mate. All all sci-fi I've done is is step yeah. it up a notch. Right? Yeah. There's so even with those, good. there's filler some yeah. There's some value to that, nonetheless. Absolutely. I just want to revise my uh, early horror memory thing. I don't know if this is before or after Killer Clowns, um, uh-huh. but early probably earliest memory of being terrified of something actually uh have you ever seen fantastic planet it's i a, do not believe i have it's a french animated film like yeah. this very look it up um I watch i think it's actually on youtube um there we go and it I know was what I'm watching. <laughs> fantastic planet fantastic right? planet it's got very little dialogue in the whole thing. Lots of very trippy, like, 70s sound oh. effects and, like, weird like, whoop, 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 whoop <laughs> sounds and, like, weird shit like that. And, Sold. like, these odd things in it. Like, there's I mean, one point, all these people have spears. They're, like, these little people, and they're throwing them at this big animal thing and then they're all taking bowls and like blood pours out into the bowls and they drink it and like <laughs> smoking bowls <laughs> it feels like not that kind of bowls or take those regular old bowls but it uh it's probably best watched if you've if you've had the other kind smoked a big bowl yeah it just and it horrified me but i would i and it felt like something i knew i wasn't supposed to watch and it was in this like unlabeled tan mm. vhs case uh, I mean, every kid gets scared of something which, yeah. through adult eyes, un- is not scary. You yeah. know, every kid oh, watches something sure. like that has something on kids' TV or some movie yeah. which would fucking paralyze something, them in terror, yeah. but it's just a, a, an everyday yeah. thing that you might see on TV. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. But that one, for it, like, I mean, I think it genuinely is very creepy, but, like, I don't think it's a horror movie. I think it's an art film. Mm. <laughs> but I would What's still watch it every again? day. Fantastic Planet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm watch it and report back. I want to hear your your all right, all right. take on that. Even if you just like fast forward to that scene that I talked about or something like that. But it really, it's so bizarre. It is. Okay. Yeah. Sold. 
Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, what about as a regular thing? Maybe at the end of every episode, we recommend something for the other to see that maybe they haven't seen. Ooh, I like that idea. Yeah, there I feel go. good about I'm that. An idea has just come to me. I'll watch Fantastic Planet if you watch. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll think of something. I'll, 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 well, now you have I to say. Something. Oh, you're gonna. You're not even gonna tell the audience what it is. The it's... idea has just arrived and left my head in as many seconds. I've lost faith in it completely. Fucking no, don't, don't even play this bit. <laughs> oh no, I'm absolutely putting this in here. Here's the part where three glasses of wine. Real mark time for... abandoning of an idea. We can do this. Ah, yeah, I don't know. Seemed like a good idea, and then <laughs> content. <sighs> oh, Mark, this has been very. We'll fun. get better, I promise. You don't even know. Look, this has been everything I imagined it would be, and more. <laughs> Delightful. So, friends, I hope that you'll, you know, join us on this adventure. This one's a little. This just us rambling, letting you get to know us a little bit. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But we will, you know, we're gonna talk about uh, all kinds of things, including the fact that I went to uh, schools where there were multiple mass murders. Um, and that my first Halloween was canceled because of a Halloween, uh, inspired copycat killing. On that same trip to South Africa, uh, one of the kids was late one day. Okay. They showed up at like half 10, 11. Uh, and we were like, you just walk in now. Where you been? Oh, sorry. I found a hand on the beach. What? (laughs) (laughs) She found a motherfucking hand, a human hand, uh, on the beach, on the way into work, walking into work. Uh, so what? was a little bit late and just came on into work after ringing the cops. Oh my god! Found <laughs> a hand. Horror, man. as you do. Horror, Horror is indeed. everywhere. Everywhere. You don't have to look too hard. Yeah, we're gonna talk about things like that. Look, uh, if it's Sorry. if it scared you, we're gonna do an episode on it exactly. at some point. Right? And feel free to episode tell us what one, scared you. Exactly. This is me and Kari. Please, if you've listened this far, trust me, you've got my gratitude. You're a better man than I. I don't know if I would have made it this far through. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Listening to me. Uh, uh, so, look, hey. I, I mean it. Yeah. And um, if you did like it, feel free to subscribe mm-hmm. uh, and rate and review if you feel yep. like you this is something you want to see more of. Uh, tell us your thoughts and talk to us on the Twitter at Jack of All Graves, but not on Instagram because Jack of All Graves oh, on Instagram. <laughs> Very no, sexy. That's taken. That's well and truly it is taken. Well um, taken. Do you know what? I'll say no more about it. Just go and check yeah, it out. Just, go and look up Jack yeah. of All Graves. Exactly how it sounds on Instagram. It's and, not uh, us, but look them up nonetheless. And I don't know, maybe it'll make It's not day. us, but I'd like it to be us. Go and <laughs> fucking demand they give the name to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay spooky, All everybody. Right.